welcome back to In The Know, the podcast that talks about real research with real life examples. Today we look at why a 1 in 10 distribution isn't as straightforward as it might look and what this means for our reaction. A popular brand of cat food is famous for its claim that 8 out of 10 cat owners say their cats prefer it. But who are the cat owners? Which cats like the brand? Only life was as straightforward as these type of figures might at first suggest. The real world is more complex and uneven than it first seems. From cases of disease to levels of unemployment, exam results to cat food preferences, how things are spread out is as important as the number of times they might happen. Cases are rarely spread evenly. In few cases do they conform to the average. Simple stats make for good headlines, yet the reality is, as always, far less clear-cut. To work out what such numbers mean, and what it might be necessary to do as a result, we need to understand both how these cases are distributed, and the factors that affect the distribution or spread. So how can we read meaning into these type of statistics, and apply it to real life. Let's take a look at something we've all grown very familiar with in the last two years. Health statistics. Every week, the Office for National Statistics takes a random sample of households and tests them for COVID. On the basis of this sample and the results it produces, they work out the likely number of cases in the wider population. Only the reality is far less straightforward than a simple one-in-whatever figure. This estimation is itself based on a set of assumptions, and so not only has a margin of error within it, but as we have seen in a previous podcast, the possibility that one or more of the assumptions are inaccurate. Let's take some recent data. On Friday the 8th of October, ONS's latest release indicated an occurrence of 1 in 70 people in England with Covid, an increase on the previous week. Whilst concerning and an attention-grabbing headline, this figure hides what is really going on in the wider population. The further analysis ONS published highlighted how the incidence of COVID was much greater in younger age groups than older ones. Nor were the cases of COVID evenly distributed geographically throughout England, with some regions and towns seeing significantly greater caseloads. Therefore, where the immediate focus of concern is on the average 1 in 70 people who are a potential risk to others, the finer analysis highlights how the distribution of these cases creates peaks of risk in certain age groups or in certain places, and therefore risk is concentrated within more specific contexts. So what does this example show us? And what can you learn that will help you understand such numbers better? First, Average figures, in this case a mean of all cases within the population, are a useful starting point for analysis, but should never be treated as the final result. Second, cases are distributed unevenly within the population. Whilst a random sample provides an initial gauge of frequency of cases, it is less insightful about the context for them. It's a useful illustration of why further analysis might require a stratified random sample to examine cases according to their distribution and understand more about the influencing factors. 
But thirdly, it begins to point towards, identify and confirm these factors that are the reason for the distribution. With COVID, these include things such as vaccination status, age and health conditions. Knowing what the risk factors are behind the uneven distribution is the insight that is required to design ways to address their incidence. Thankfully, ONS recognised these elements in their final conclusions. Yet the problem remains that media headlines and political reaction is often based solely on the headline. So next time you see a headline figure describing a large population, before jumping to equally average conclusions, ask yourself how evenly those cases are distributed within that group or population, and then what the factors are, or might be, that make the spread less even. That's it for another episode of In The Know. As always, you can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms. And if you've really enjoyed it, why not tell some of your friends? So from me, Dr. Rob, thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join me again soon.